Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared. Today we're gonna to be talking about why 2021 is the best year to become a wedding videographer. Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared and welcome to the maiden voyage of the show. I have joined with me today, Mr. Jason McCutcheon. How's it going, Jason? It's going awesome. Uh, before we get into the show, I just wanted to tell you guys today's show is brought to you by one of our favorite lighting companies, like in a real serious, we actually really love this company and we got a really cool deal for you. Kinotenic, which um, if you head over to their website, you can actually get 25% off your entire purchase, which they make the Practilite, which in my opinion is like the perfect light for wedding filmmakers. So head on over there and enter our special code, which is WFS25, Wedding Film School 25, WFS25, headed over to their website. Um, it's kind of funny. And so I'm going to spell it out for you guys listening on the podcast, K-I-N-O-T-E-H-N-I-K.com. Head over there, get 25% off your Practilite and really your entire purchase. It's an awesome light. But anyway, so that's our sponsor today. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but we're excited because we got an awesome show for you guys today. And this is our first show doing the Wedding Film School show. We couldn't be um, more pumped about doing it. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a show called Wedding Pros for a couple years at this point, year yeah. and a half, two years roughly. And so um, we were really excited when we started talking to Bobby, started talking to Jason about how we could kind of combine forces and um, come on just as a regular cadence to Wedding Film School um, by just kind of starting conversations really through a podcast. The thing I love about podcasts is just we can actually have like a real conversation and yeah. not just like produce YouTube content, which also Wedding Film School has always been really good at. I think they're really the original, uh, you know, YouTube creators when it comes to wedding videography and wedding filmmakers and just equipping people. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, by the way, on the podcast and you are a Wedding Pros listener and you're not familiar with Wedding Film School, no. I encourage you, if you really want to get familiar with them, head over to YouTube. Just look at Wedding Film School. They have a lot of the top videos on YouTube for wedding filmmaking behind the scenes videos, gear stuff, tutorials. It's really a great resource for um, aspiring wedding filmmakers, you know, active, professional, just anybody in that um, kind of sphere of influence. And one of the things that we look at when we think about what does it mean to be a filmmaker is like you're always learning. You're always, nobody's out of wedding film school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you're always Absolutely. learning, you're always growing. Yep. And so we were like, how do we take this create something that we think fits within the ecosphere of wedding film school enhances it and um, helps more people come along and learn so that's why we're doing this weekly show yeah you know i i, I like the fact that we're doing this and, and kind of just having regular conversations because as you know and if you're at any stage of your wedding filmmaking journey um it can be pretty intimidating you mm -hmm. have a lot to learn especially when you're just starting out so i think the idea behind the show and really wedding film school as a whole is to help equip people, especially when you're just kind of starting out, when you're just trying to be a sponge and take as much, much information as possible. Um, I think our hope is also that if you are an experienced veteran in the wedding industry, that there's plenty of great information that you'll be able to take from the show and from the YouTube channel. You can log on and learn about very specific pieces of gear, how to use them, how to set up gimbals, whatever you want to learn. But also, you know, part of your education is just being around other really great filmmakers and hearing the way they talk, the way they interact, what they're thinking about. And that's more where the podcast comes into play, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you can actually just hear people's thoughts, right? And getting people involved. You know, I think it's a big deal. Not only can you listen to a podcast where we interview some of the best minds, the yep. best filmmakers in our industry, or just photographers or anybody who we think will add value to wedding filmmakers, but you can connect with them we're hopefully going to be creating a range of ways you can collab like actually get involved and ask questions and and you know for us that's a big deal it's, it's not just giving you content educating you we're the bosses we know the most because we don't know the most we're mm. we do our best you know but and we have experience and we i think there's some things we've learned over the years but certainly we don't have the market cornered on what it means to be a wedding filmmaker 
we want to plug you in with people who have a different perspective, who are better, who know more, who've achieved things that we haven't achieved, give you an ability to have access to those people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I, I guess, you know, it's probably beneficial to tell people like who the heck we are. And, you know, obviously we ran wedding pros for a while, but Jason and myself have actually been involved in the wedding industry doing, uh, I'm a photographer and videographer. We've started just doing filmmaking and I've kind of straddled both. Jason does a lot of filmmaking, a lot of editing. And, um, we've been running our business together since 2010. So we've been around for a while. We've learned a lot. We've been around a lot of awesome people. And so, um, I think, our hope, like Jason was saying, is just bring whatever level of, of experience that we have, but also talking to people that are way better than both of us put together at wedding filmmaking. And um, kind of more of what we do is we have seen our business be very successful. Um, and, and so that's kind of where we're able to really sharpen people. That's really kind of where our expertise is is and so um that's something that we're also really excited to kind of bring to the podcast is just how to make money creating art right? so so speaking of successful people yes we um we're not doing this alone um we have Thank some God. other people involved in the channel still who are going to be helping us kill it um and one of them is bobby burns and he's here today what's up bobby what's up guys Thank you for joining, man, dude, and and thank you for you know asking us to kind of be a part of the wedding film school journey and evolution and what it's kind of turning into. Um, we're really excited to be a part, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're all excited, which is which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I love what you guys are saying. I mean, I know that what you guys bring to the table is gonna be amazing. I know we've been talking about this for a little while. Um, you know, I've always admired wedding pros and you guys. Um, I think we let's see, when did we meet? Was it was it two years ago? It was that Vision Quest. I don't know exactly when that was. I'm really bad we, with dates. We e-met a few times. Oh, yes. We, we, we slid into each other's DMs, yeah. I think, leading That's up to Vision That's how you do it in 2021, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I've had, I think I've had you guys on Wedding Film School. I think I've been on your podcast. So I know we've always, like, collaborated and stuff. Um, but, yeah, just, like, you guys are two awesome guys, which I loved. Um, your knowledge, obviously, is there. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I know we kind of talked about like, how can we collaborate? How can we do some stuff? And it just kind of made sense, right? Like the more we talked about it to just join forces. And so I'm really excited for that. I'm super pumped for the Wedding Film School show. Like Wedding Film School has always been, you know, we always try to make it the premier wedding filmmaking education platform on YouTube and kind of just, you know, we have our Facebook group and other places as well. Um, but a podcast is just so complimentary to what we're trying to do, which I love. Like, you know, you can make videos on how to do this technique or write gimbal moves or how to structure your pricing or stuff. But like for YouTube, a lot of that traditionally on Wedding Film School has been these kind of condensed, you know, 10 minutes, maybe even less videos. And podcasts really are gonna give, you know, filmmakers in the industry that, that ability to really kind of deconstruct something deeper and have those deeper conversations. So, um, I'm pumped for what that's gonna mean for people at any stage, like you said, like whether you're brand new, like yeah, you need the the camera basics types videos too, which are still gonna be there. Like we're still gonna be busting out content, the three of us, um, aside from the podcast, which I'm pumped for. Um, gear reviews, you know, all that stuff too, but especially whether you're new or especially, you know, if you've been in the industry for a while, like you said, it's gonna be those kind of like mind melds and like, tapping into like these top creators, right? And what's going through their head and where's their mind at and what are they thinking about on a day? So uh, really pumped for, for what this is gonna do. So Bobby, you kind of brought up something that I was gonna ask you about, but just like wedding film school is a big part of what I would consider a small community of people, which is wedding filmmakers, you know? And so, you know, how do you see the future of, um, the community growing and not just it's not just about content it's not just us telling you this is what you should be doing but it's us the channel the facebook group the show really helping to um really take a group of that's really a small i mean we're a small crew man wedding filmmakers there's not tons and tons of us even though it feels like 
they're a dime a dozen. They really aren't. They're, and, and ultimately, like... We and it's a, stick... it's a revolving door, too, because yeah. you have people that come in, learn through weddings, and then they're going to commercial work or music, you know, whatever they're doing. I um, think I remember seeing somewhere the average wedding filmmaker is only in it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Building block. Yep. Or they just flame out, which yeah. we don't want. Yeah. But, but ultimately, like, we want to build community. So kind of tell me a little bit about, like, our vision for building community as wedding film school. Tell our listeners. Yeah, I mean, that community is kind of the biggest aspect of what all of us involved want. Like, we want wedding film school to be that place where you can be, like, you're tapping into that Facebook group, you're watching our, you know, binge watching our YouTube videos two nights before your first wedding, and, you know, really being able to follow with us you know, wedding film school is not a linear track. It's not a course in itself, um, but having the the ability to really go to one location and not only watch, you know, great videos that are gonna get you prepared or, or you know, let you learn new techniques or dive into how to price yourself or something like that, but also having that group aspect where, you know, we have, you know, like you said, it's not just us. We're not the only people who know how to do something right, right? We have that community aspect um, where you can grow with that community, you can reach out to that community. You have like these amazing people who are established, who you know do great work, who are pushing you know outside the box stuff like that to tap into as well. Um, and so yeah, I I think you know that growing that community is is what our number one goal is, and we have a few ways that we want to do that. The podcast is one of them. We have some other big things upcoming too that we're not announcing right now, but. Um, yeah, just, we, um, when you think about like getting better, ultimately, um, you know, getting better ultimately, ultimately ends up having more to do with the people you surround yourself with, even than the content that you ingest. And so we know that we, and like, when you say like, our goal is to help wedding filmmakers get better, we know um, maybe at the beginning, all you need is a couple tutorials, right? When you first start out, if you just know how to set your camera and you go shoot the job, you get the job, you know, it's really more about like, you're just white knuckling it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think at one point in your career, you're going to start running into a place. And I think this is where people start flaming out is they like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to set my camera up. I know how to do audio. I feel like I'm pretty happy with what I'm making, but I'm getting burnt out. I'm getting tired. I'm hitting a ceiling in my revenue. I'm not feeling like I'm like, there's just some mistake. Maybe I keep making that. And that's where you start needing people mm -hmm. and you start needing community. Yeah. You need that community. And I think there are kind of two points where that community really helps. Um, the first, and you kind of mentioned both of them, but the first one is, you know, when is that transition from like, you know, we mentioned like, okay, the average is two years that people are staying in, in the industry, whether they burn out or whether they aren't running a successful business or whether they're going on to bigger or different things, right? Um, but what is that transition point where wedding filmmaking mm. becomes a yeah. career for you? Um, and that, you know, that can be different points for different people, but having people who have done that, who have made that jump, who have, and a lot of the career aspect really, it doesn't revolve around making the best film. Obviously that can help you if you have the best film and you can market it, right? Awesome. But like, it really revolves around running a business well. And so that's one thing that I'm really excited to have, you know, you guys as part of Wedding Film School now. Um, that's something that I've always pitched in the wedding film community in general, but like, it's so important to be able to run a successful business. Yeah. And having that community and having other people who are willing to speak to that and willing to share what they've learned along the way. Because like between us, we're at like, I think we're what, just under 40 years of experience between the three of us, right? Like, yeah. and think about like all the, I mean, there's some huge, huge people that we know and are in the Wedding Film School Facebook group and stuff like that, right? Where like, it's just so much experience that you can learn from, from like mistakes, honestly, right? Like we've yeah, all I mean, been there, we've all made mistakes. If you're not part of the group, by the way, I want to encourage you, go check out that Facebook group. Um, Joe, join the group. And like like Bobby was saying, you can literally get access to pretty much the best people in our industry like that. Yeah. Um, and they will like respond. They're cool dudes, cool cool ladies. Yeah. Uh, we, keep on, we keep on talking about 
you know, community. And I, I think it can become pretty cliche. Like it's like, oh, join the community, but, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a marketing term nowadays. Sure, sure. But I, I feel like um, we were lucky. And Bobby, I think you were lucky. And I look at all of the people that have been really successful in their businesses. They've had a person. Like Jason and I started Stop Go Love. 12 years ago, Bobby, you had Micah that was kind of like your iron sharpens iron. Like, you know, she might be doing really well and you're kind of down. You can kind of build each other up. I look at Alex and Whitney. I look at Henry and his brother. Like I look at all of really the most successful people. They have a support system that kind of encourages them to carry on. And I, I feel bad for the people out there who are just like, look, I love video. I love what I'm doing, but it's hard. It gets really hard to run your own business. I was talking to a kid in indiana um doing a consult like a coaching session really nice kid and he's telling me he doesn't know any other filmmakers he's never second with anyone his films he's still he's doing it by himself and and you know he's just looking for connections he's looking for mentorship he's looking for friends and like you know i think that's a lot of people like that's like the difference and like a lot of basically what he needed me to do was give him the confidence to do the thing he already was planning on doing Yes. And I think a lot of people are sitting out there and like, uh, maybe this isn't directly related to a podcast, but I think it's related to our goals for what wedding film school could be and is. And it's a lot of you guys are like, you're on the edge to making a really awesome decision. Oh, becoming full time, you know, maybe changing your editing style, upping your prices, lowering your prices, increasing your volume. Who knows? Like some decision in your business and you know it's right, but you just need somebody to give you that encouragement or maybe that critique. I mean, I think part of the lineage of Wedding Film School is critique. Mm -hmm. So Certainly. before you go, Bobby, I wanted to bring up something that I think is a big part of Wedding Film School because it's not just about community and encouragement. One side of community is, is critique, um, getting better, encouraging each other by giving each other really um, you know critical feedback. And so one of, I think, the coolest parts about Wedding Film School, and if you go back through the channel, you'll see stuff that you've done, stuff that Craig has done, of just giving people film critiques. And I think that's just so valuable and such a really cool thing. Why don't you kind of talk about some of our plans for continuing that legacy and, and maybe even upping the ante a little bit? Yeah, so I mean, like Jason said, if you go back through Wedding Film School, you can see you know, Craig did uh, consistent critiques. Um, and then when I took over, like I tried to continue that, um, not only with films though, but films, website and pricing guide. Um, different weeks had different things or sometimes I mix them all together just because I really think that those three things are, are, are big factors in being successful. And no matter what stage you're at, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to change something, but having a second set of eyes that's in the industry, having other people who have experience, you know, maybe not on a film, let's say I'm pricing, right? Like I know how I price and I can say, hey, if this is working for you, awesome, but here's maybe a change that I would make because I see this and it looks like a lot of information to me. And as a bride, I might be scared, right? Because really the people who are mostly interacting with our pricing guides or with our websites are not other professionals in the industry. So uh, I think we can all learn from each other there. So I've really enjoyed doing that. And then of course, film critiques, no matter where you're at, uh, whether you're brand new or you've been doing this for a decade, like we can all change, we can all grow, we can all be inspired. Um, and so those, those film critiques are huge. Um, super excited. I've, you know, done a handful of them, testing them out on some live streams, and we're going to plan to continue that to do, um, you know, this, a consistent thing starting next week, um, with those web, uh, website film and pricing critiques. Um, so yeah, it should be really awesome. And that's really community based too. Like it ties right back into the community, of course, of growing, but, um, we get some awesome like live chats. Uh, you know, during the live stream with people involved, whether it's their film or not, um, everybody can offer up, you know, I, I like, I think we're all firm believers that no matter where you're at, you can still be constructive. You can still receive criticism and you can still give constructive criticism. Like everybody has ideas and I love that aspect of it. So um, that will be on the YouTube channel live and you can find out where to submit 
Um, you can find, of course, the live stream itself on YouTube, on our Facebook group. So I'd encourage you guys to go over there. You can check those out. We'll you know, post it a few days before to gather some films and stuff like that to critique. So yeah, definitely follow, um, join the Facebook group. That's the best place to get information about what's going on. If you want to submit a film, um, we're going to post a link over there. Um, we can probably post a link actually in the description on this video on YouTube as well. If you're listening on a podcast platform and you, that sounds like something that's cool to you, either head over to YouTube or head over to uh, the Facebook group and you can submit a film. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to get going on that. Anyway, hey, Bobby, thank you so much for popping in today. We're going to start talking today about really why 2021 is going to be the best year for wedding filmmaking ever. Um, and that's what we're talking about today. So anyway, thank you so much for joining the show. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Love it. And I'll uh, see you guys in another show. Look, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Can we be a little bit transparent here? I'm going to tell you one of my deepest, darkest secrets. I actually really don't enjoy editing that much. <laughs> if you were to give me the option between shooting and editing, I would pick shooting 11 times out of 10. And if you've been editing and, and doing video production for any length of time, you know that dread in your heart as you know, wedding after wedding after wedding keeps on mounting up, piling up on your backlog. It really sucks. I hate it and I'm sure you do too. So what can you do about it? You can of course ignore it. It's not gonna go away. You can hire a video editor to work on staff. Maybe it costs you 50 to 60 grand plus taxes or you can simply reach out to our friends at No Backlog. They make it super easy to knock out edits while you focus on other more important things like growing your business and making more money. And that's what it's all about, right? Save time and money by working with a professional, reliable and affordable video editing partner and get your life back today. You can spend more time with your kids, with your spouse, with your important other person, or you can simply just play more video games. I don't care. This is a no judgment zone, man. So make sure you're visiting nobacklog.com and get started today. All right, guys. So welcome back to the Wedding Film School show. Today's topic we're going to talk about is why 2021 is the best year to become a wedding filmmaker or to not become a wedding filmmaker maybe mm -hmm. and the reason why i like this topic i mean first of all it's uh we kind of disagree on it a little bit um which should be entertaining because usually since we run the same business usually we come to the same conclusions but um it's kind of more of a why what, what the heck is the status of the wedding industry what the heck is going on where is everybody is the wedding you know industry a mess um it's kind of just like a good starting out point for this podcast well and also like it's not really what we're not saying is i'm not trying to encourage you to become a wedding filmmaker i'm assuming you're listening to this you're already a wedding filmmaker yes for the most part um but i i think the idea that like industries are not static mm. that um your position in the industry is also not static too like if you're shooting 30 weddings this year or next year could either help you or hurt you depending on what other people decide to do right and it's this idea of like how is really just the wreckage of what of what happened with in 2020 with our industry which was a total cluster um how is that going to affect us going forward and i think in some ways it's going to create some really awesome stuff too yeah you know i think one of the things we noticed very early on was that you know, a lot of people are going to reschedule from 2020 to 2021. So what is that? What the heck does that look like? Like yep. we are fully booked currently. Like I know with our business, we do a lot of weddings. We have full teams. We have, you know, a couple full-time editors. Um, so we do a lot of weddings throughout the year. Um, and now we're having to roll all those wedding, all those shooters that are going to be filming for us. Now they are filming probably the same amount of weddings in the next year plus a whole entire extra season. So how are we able to do that? Like we are kind of a scale model, I would say. And our solution is just, we can get more shooters. If you are a single videographer, you're kind of stuck to just maybe instead of doing 20 weddings, now you have to do 40 weddings yourself, or 
you're at full capacity already. You can't do any more weddings, right? Yeah, we did a whole episode on the Old School Wedding Pros podcast talking about, like, how are we going to retain your revenue? Yeah. Right? And, like, either you're going to, like, shoot twice as many weddings. Yep. Or you're going to just be like, you know, I'm going to just do what I can do and deal with whatever revenue hit you take. I think that's a lot of people. And the other thing is there's a massive decrease in supply. And yes. whenever you get a decrease in supply, like you're seeing it with all these companies, right? When demand outpaces supply, that actually increases prices. It does a lot of things. It creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a really quick example. Peloton bikes. We, Me and my wife got one because we're going to get fit. Right? Did you really? Yeah. We're going to get fit. How much is a Peloton bike? I don't know, $2,500. $2,500 for a bike? Well, bike plus all the apps and the oh my gosh you guys will never use that no so she was going to well here's the deal that was that was that was the negotiation okay because we had another membership and i was like we're canceling this yeah anywho yeah they're not shipping them because of coronavirus and so what's happening their stock prices are actually going up Mm -hmm. because demand is crazy um they bought a new factory in the states which will increase their ability but then the other two things that are happening are they're, I guess, one thing, but for two competitors, their competitors are now taking the market share from people who are pissed off and can't get their bikes. Yes. And the same thing is going to happen with wedding filmmakers. Yep. Yep. Is- Which kind of brings us to the point where point number one, demand has never been higher for wedding videographers. And also availability has never been lower mm-hmm. for videographers. So you have all these people like us who have an established wedding film company who are just like, look, if I didn't have other people that I could train and and bring our assistants into second shooters and then our second shooters into lead shooters, you know, we would be screwed. We would be topped off. We would be maxed out. And that's where I think a lot of people are. So there's opportunity there, right? So reason number one is you have more opportunity to work than ever before. People are looking for a videographer and now, you know, they can't find any so you have a shot to be that person yeah it's not just that they have opportunity in the sense that like there are more weddings mm-hmm. I, and that's one thing i would say i don't think there are more weddings i think there's going to probably be maybe there's more i don't know it's hard to say how that's going to flush out but there's definitely less vendor supply and so people are going to be calling people and saying we have i think three days or three weekends or we have over 10 weddings on a full weekend. On a full weekend. Friday, Saturday, uh, like, Sunday. Like, I think we have some that are 10, yeah, 12 even. Yeah, and three so days, like, if you look weddings. at like a three, four-day window, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that's us with a large volume. Other guys, if it's just you and you're driving up to a destination wedding, that's mm-hmm. two days gone, three days gone, right? And so, like, the supply is just way, way, way down. And so if you're new and you're wanting to get into the industry – um, you have an opportunity to strike and mm-hmm. I would encourage you, like if you're looking and going like, Oh, is this a good time to get involved? Coronavirus. It's like, actually, it's a really good time to get involved. I, I agree. And also, you know, I guess this is a one point B of the first point that we made is usually when you start out your wedding videography journey, how, how are you starting? You're starting out, you're being like, I'll shoot your wedding for free. I'll shoot your wedding for $300, $500, whatever. You really, because of demand, and Mike Michalowicz talked about this when we first started, surge pricing. You don't have to actually start out saying, I'll shoot your wedding for free because who else is the customer going to find if they're looking for somebody and everyone's already booked, they're going to go, I'll book you for $1,000. You don't have to undercut the competition because the competition is all booked, right? This is a little tip. If you're getting a phone call from someone and they say, you know, oh, are you in, are you op- available? And you, you know, you don't know what to do. You're new. And you can get the sense that they've spoken to other people. Try to see who they spoke to. And then try to see mm. what their prices are. Mm-hmm. And then charge what they charge. <laughs> <laughs> or a little less if you're, if you're not comfortable. But, like, they had the money to afford them. So they yeah. got money to give you. Like yeah. now, maybe they're like, "Ah, oh, you're my third choice." You want to be careful there. Yeah. But you certainly don't need to come in so low where you're like leaving money on the table. Totally. And not to get too off topic with that, but just like, how many times have you seen people post to the Facebook group on on Wedding Film School, like, "Hey, I did a wedding for three hundred dollars, and now the uh, one of the bridesmaids wants to book me, and they're asking why I'm charging fifteen hundred a year later." 
And now they expect me to do the same film I delivered a year ago for $300. Now I'm charging more and I'm kind of caught in between, right? When you just raise your prices right off the bat, you don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. It's just people take you seriously right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, we never have charged less than $2,500 for a edited wedding film. Yeah. Since the day we opened our doors. Well, we did that first one for free. Well, we said, who will let us do it? But the second we got a brand name and a website totally. and like started promoting ourselves, we just, we were like, uh, I guess it's this much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's the second reason why this is the best year? Sure. Yeah. So the second reason why 2021 is the best year to become a wedding videographer is because the gear has never been cheaper, right? Like one of my... One of my favorite cameras right now is the Fujifilm X-T4, which I think is like a great camera. For It's the best value I don't know why it doesn't get more love. It, it doesn't because it's not as sexy. It doesn't record raw. Like, you know, there's a couple things. But if you're breaking into the industry and you want one good camera, I remember when we bought our like third camera, it was like essentially a piece of garbage for like, two thousand dollars like or fifteen hundred dollars i think it was the like, same price for a canon 60d yeah or, yeah and now to break in it's like you don't have to spend nearly as much as what you did 10 years ago 20 years ago like the cost keeps going down so your barrier to entry has never been lower yeah. and you have a ton of people looking to sell you on good sales right now because guess what People like me that are like, hey, I'm worried about my business even surviving, maybe. We're not buying gear like we were a year ago. Uh, last year, typically, we'd be like, okay, we have 15, 20, 30 grand allocated towards spending on gear. This year, we might be like, uh, holding off a little bit, which just forces these companies to have to lower prices, do more sales. You have the opportunity to buy gear at a steal. Right? Here's another side to that. Yep. Last year was, I think nobody would debate the best year ever for prosumer camera releases. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, too professional, like just cameras. Yep. You know, between what Sony was bringing to the table, Canon's bringing to the table, Fuji, um, even Panasonic. Yep, like the year before with Black Panasonic. Magic. Yep. Like nobody was doing, like, there's just so much innovation right now. So not only can you buy these cameras cheaper, you can get into the 4K game, the 10 bit game, 60F. PS game, whatever it is, <clears throat> the Ibis. I mean, I mean, come on, let's. You, there's so much. You don't need that stuff to shoot a good wedding film. You can go buy a really, really cheap used Sony A7S II or whatever, mm-hmm. and make a living. You can get that stuff for a song. Yes. You know, you can go. You could probably get kitted up for like four grand, especially yep. if you go start used. out. And, and if you have any experience editing, I mean, we just started a new company that's essentially, we show up with one handheld camera and we record like a three to five minute highlight. Like you can kind of um, create a package and create a product that doesn't need the gear that we used to have to have to be able to cover angles or whatever. It's just like, if you create the product, you can start with one camera, one lens. I mean, I, I think, I yeah. think it's totally I, possible. I don't even think... This is going to be sacrilege in the wedding film world. I don't even think you need audio. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have proven that you don't, but it maybe to run a business. Maybe maybe you simply can't charge more. Like Mm -hmm. if someone's, and that's it. But to get started, that's a great way to get started and and be creative, right? Audio is one of the hardest things. If you suck at it and you don't want to do it, and you're but you're a great editor. I mean, I'm just saying, like you, there are a lot of ways to get into it and to get involved, and and I think. Like you could go buy used Sony's, show up, shoot with one camera and a if if, if you're good yeah. and if you have if you actually practice and learn the moves, you show up with a gimbal and you shoot. Like I think you can make a very saleable, your favorite word. I hate that word so much. He wants it I to just, be sellable. Very sellable. You say saleable and I'd like want to slap you. It's <laughs> like right I'm not not I'm not an English, you know, uh, nerd, but like it's I word. hate that word. Um but you can create a very marketable product. Thank you. And that's what we're talking about here is like not what is anyone who's telling like this is what how storytelling should work in wedding films. It's like get out of here. Like there's a lot of ways to do this. <laughs> and like you could do anything from like tons of audio, like pin weddings to more of a music video style wedding film. And someone will pay for it. And yep. that's what we're talking about here is getting paid, having a yep. job, being a wedding filmmaker. And so, yeah, I think that's a good point. Gear is cheaper, more accessible than ever. 
new stuff, used stuff. And it's not just that the gear, it's like what the gear can do is way more advanced and it makes it easier for you to do your job. Do you remember like shooting on Canon 5D Mark IIs, no autofocus, like nothing. I try not to remember. Nothing. Well, it's just, it, it covers your butt too, the, the gear that's out there today, which is like when you first start out, that's the thing you're the most afraid of doing is making these critical errors like, oh, I formatted my card by accident or whatever. Now you have dual, you know, camera slots it's I was, like, or dual, dual card slots. Well, even the so storage cost, the yes. cost of storage, you remember how expensive it used to be? Yes, yes, it's brutal. <laughs> I was listening to Craig Adams on a, like an old, I was going back in time watching old videos. OG? He, OG, wedding film school videos. And he's talking about when he shot a wedding and he was shooting on a 60D at a wedding. And then he realized in the middle of shooting that he wasn't going to have enough card space. And he couldn't, didn't have enough cards, and he had to switch over to 720p. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that you don't even know what it was like if you're getting into this. Uh, I know, I know. Well, even before that, like if you don't know, this is this is a great thing to bring up in the first episode. Is Jason was actually my, and I love to tell this, <laughs> you hate it, but Jason was my high school media teacher, and that's how we kind of got started. But Back when I was learning Final Cut, the barrier 7, was pretty low, by the way, to teach high school media. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I, I just think it's funny. People always think that's funny. But um, yeah, so back then it was even worse than when we started doing weddings. It was like you were recording on tape. It was like the the storage cost was like through even worse than that. So it just progressively got better, better. It becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper to create awesome looking media. Right? We're not more than 10 years away from this being like accessible to everyone so this yeah. is pretty new that everyone can get involved in this yeah. so yeah it's a great time to get involved so that, that brings me to my point number three of why 2021 is the best year to become a wedding videographer and it's kind of um due to the circumstances of what's going on and that's it's never been a better time to be a creative in wedding videography and I bring that up because you have so many people doing very different types of weddings nowadays. Instead of just doing your traditional, like, get ready, first look, ceremony, cocktail hour, get some details in between, go into the reception. You have this total wide open world of, like, we did a wedding last year. We shot it together where they're like, hey, we're going to do getting ready, and then we're going to do our ceremony, and then we're going to do a trolley ride around Boston where we stop at our church to see church people. There's going to be like 40 church people there. We're going to stop at a big open field overlooking Boston where all of our like friends will be. And then we're going to stop by the place where my fiance proposed, the Coolidge Theater. We're going to do some cool shooting. And it was just this crazy experience, right? And so you, as a new filmmaker, my argument would be you can do stuff that you normally couldn't do. You can be more creative. It's actually more fun than ever to be a wedding videographer and introduce these new ideas, right? If you're new to listening to Jared and Jason, you never listened to the Wedding Pro Show, um, first of all, go back and listen. I think there's some good content. But second of all, one of the things you'll know about us is that we don't really care so much about this idea of like, oh, wedding – actually, I will say we really disagree with – this idea that wedding films are some stepping stone career. Like you, it's not a real career. You're not a real creative. You're not a real filmmaker. If you're making wedding films, I think that's garbage. I think I'm a lot of wedding filmmakers make tons more money than all these people who are doing other stuff. So like if you're into, you know, money and owning your own business, great. If you like to go slave away on sets, um, which is also great. And there's a lot of people doing that. Go do that. But like, it's not some end all be all to get out of weddings. Yeah. And I think, I think for us, when we look at like this idea of like, what does it mean to be a professional wedding filmmaker? A lot of it's like, well, what kind of stories can I tell? Mm. You know, can I be creative? Is there a market for my vision? And I think that's maybe why people wanted to get out before is like, maybe they're thinking like, well, nobody will pay for pay me to do the thing I want to do. And I think what you're really hitting at is more like there is a market for most any type of wedding film. Now, some are easier than others. So if you really are committed to an artistic vision, you have to maybe work a little harder, be a little smarter. But at the end of the day, like 
the the idea of what does it mean to be married and what does a marriage look like and what does a wedding celebration look like even with after covid even more so okay it's is it destination is it small is it big is it luxurious is it intimate is it like you have so many different um types of stories you can tell as a wedding filmmaker and that's even greater now than it was 10 years ago yeah completely no i'm i'm really excited i i just most of what i do nowadays is a produce content for uh wedding film school that's what we're starting to do but then also i talk to brides literally every single day like two to three times a day usually whether it's current brides or future brides and just hearing or grooms or grooms that's right um most of the time it's brides but um no yeah <laughs> can't say that men and women call us equally yes <laughs> but we um yeah i i am really impressed to hear what people are either transforming their wedding into where they're like, Hey, it's just going to be a backyard wedding. We want to put more emphasis on video, which is super fun. I'm super excited about it. We're lucky to be kind of receiving some positive um, sides of, of the virus where we can be a little bit more creative. We've um, got some pretty good COVID weddings. Yeah. Or people now are just like starting off with like, look, we want to really base our whole wedding around creating an awesome wedding film and honestly like i wasn't experiencing that a lot before people have i've always been like traditionally like hey we got everything else booked the only thing left we have to do is get a videographer how many times do you hear that when you're talking to people on a consultation and now it's like hey we see more value in it and it's really an opportunity i think for our industry to change and become a focal point of people getting married i think one of the statistics we like to talk about a lot is like 60 percent of brides and grooms at least, what the? Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Blooper track. <laughs> Weird. Um, that made of, a really, like, bassy, like. Mm, it's, it's a big uh, capsule. Yeah. Um, one of the things we like to talk about a lot um, is just that, like, 60% of couples at least previous to 2020, we're getting wedding films. and I think it's less, actually. I think it's like 54, 52, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around, around there. there. But Essentially we, half. We get that from a range of sources, from the Knots survey all the way to one of our favorite websites, The Wedding Report. Um, and so, obviously, that number is going to grow. And so if you're getting into the industry right now, you need to understand, like, this is going to pick up I think exponentially mm-hmm. um, in terms of how many people are looking for this product and demanding wedding films. And here's the other amazing thing is like, in my opinion, I have no data to back this up. Wedding filmmakers and of course photographers, but image creators are the single most responsible group of people at branding the small celebration as a actually a quality experience. I think wedding filmmakers even more than photographers because the story you're telling is giving brides options and a vision for, wow, that would look like a good party. You know, and I think we're going to start to see that, like, there's all these different types of weddings happening right now that are just generated from this terrible crisis, and there's a lot more opportunities. Yep. So, like, for instance, a lot of the weddings we shoot, I think the average spend is definitely over 50 to 60 grand, which is not gigantic. There are $2 million weddings, but it's double the national average, I think. Mm-hmm. In our um, area, I think it's like 36, so we're... Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so we're on the, like, a little higher-end scale locally of the weddings that we shoot, right, and, you know, demanding a decent amount of their budget, but imagine if these people who are getting married for, like, 20 grand no longer have to pay for all these guests, no longer, and all they're paying for is you. Like, yep. think about how much more money they're still going to spend their 25 grand, but they're going to get better food and a better wedding film. I, I don't have data to back that up, yeah. but I do think that is where we're headed is, yep. of course, big parties aren't going away. So we're always going to be a part of those celebrations, but there's going to be more films for more filmmakers with different visions. Yep. I totally agree. Um, let's talk about item number four, and this is our final point. I know it's number four is not very saleable. 
on YouTube and these podcasts. I mean, if you're this far into the video already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. This is the throw in. Let's just say three and a throw in. Huh? Yeah. Three and a throw in. Bonus so, point. So uh, number four is Wedding Film School is back and cranking out awesome content and education. What you can learn for free has never been better. There's right? no one else on YouTube uh, talking about these topics, but... Um, in terms of wedding film, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, it's got it's kind of a no. There's there's you know anywhere from Matt Johnson, wedding film school, to some degree. There's other people who do other types of filmmaking and talk about wedding films. Just camera guys in general. Just you can become a pretty skilled wedding filmmaker for free on YouTube yeah. on podcasts. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the memes of. Not another wedding education curriculum. <laughs> those ones, I, I'm really excited to be on one of those with with providing a new podcast. It's my dream. Providing you know more YouTube videos on wedding film school and putting stuff out there. We got <laughs> we got like not a ton of like podcast reviews. You know, people just generally subscribe and listen. But one person was like, "Those guys are the most arrogant people." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we made it. Somebody we, gave me hate mail. <laughs> One star. Yeah. And I, I, I understand, you know, I understand where those people are coming from because it's like, you know, honestly. But at the same time, I, I think we keep on coming back to like, we do see a lot of growth in our industry. And the way that we're going to, you know, raise all boats proverbially, proverbially is going to be by just putting out a better product. I say it all the time. I, I think photographers are five years ahead of us in terms of what they're creating, their vision for the industry. They're like, you know, it was like five years ago where people were like, I'm going to start doing just elopement ceremonies and adventure. I'm a photograph it. Adventure photography, Bench Heish, all these awesome photographers who are like, we're going to go to the top of Yosemite and do all this stuff. And now you see a lot more of the well, photographers Well, even in photographer, like photographers are talking about click funnels, and like mar like email marketing yep. and all this stuff and like we're like duh is facebook still good <laughs> like that and and part of that i think is i understand which is like this isn't a rip on you photographers, but you don't have as much technical stuff you got to know. Oh, you can talk as much smack about photography. This is wedding film school, Jay. You can yeah, talk true. smack about photographers. But, but honestly like in terms of creatives like I'm pretty inspired by a lot of photographers Same. and love the work and they're great people like we've we're more plugged in with photographers because uh, that's who we work alongside every single week at, at weddings and so yeah. we, we have a lot of photographer friends and one of the things you see is like their brand consciousness their connection with their fans and and followers like the things that they're marketing their branding the things that we kind of like gear 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 editing gear 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 what's the best luck blah, blah, blah. it's like and I think that's changing, right? Yep. And hopefully not only when we educate and when we talk and when we connect in community about wedding filmmaking, we're not just talking about the same tired content that we've always talked about in the mm -hmm. wedding film world, but we're realizing like there's opportunity here to go further and, and be better. And it's not just by making better films. Yeah. Creatively and as a business, trying to, you know, curate your, you know, customer. There's a million different things business-wise that, you know, I think a lot of people can get better at. Myself included, man. I mean, it's just there's, there's so much to do. So much to do and never enough time. So it's really just a matter of, you know, figuring out what's best worth your time. So Luckily, there's always someone who's killing it that you can be inspired by. That's it. I was going to just say, I think I disagree with you a little, which is 2021 is going to be a good year. Yep. But I think 2022 is going to be the year. Yeah. I think it's going to be where all these factors are going to coalesce. Um, and, and, and there's going to be a bumper crop of opportunities for people. And, and honestly, maybe this is the best year to get in because a lot of us experienced people are experiencing a little bit of pain. But 2022 is going to be, I think, the biggest year in our industry ever. Across wedding, everything. Like the amount of – if you can survive – obviously 2020 but also you get through 2021 and don't want to kill yourself because of all the editing you have to do um i'm telling you hang in there yeah hang in there because there's going to be a like a an incredible opportunity of like all we're not going to have the market all bogged down by all these 
pre-scheduled weddings. There hopefully will be, there'll probably be some, but not to this degree. And yep. like, there's just going to be this demand. I have a great comparison to make. Yes. If 2021 is the 2017 of Bitcoin. Oh, no. 2022 of wedding videography is the 2020 of Bitcoin. So get in before the getting is really good. When you're actually be ahead of the industry, you can make mistakes in 2021 and be prepared for an insane year yeah. of profit and money making. Yeah, and that's a big. That's a great point to end on. Is um, for every one of us in the wedding film community, yes. what are you working on in 2021? What's your plan to grow your business? Please um, don't just sit on your laurels or don't and don't even just let yourself go into survival mode. Like keep challenging yourself because if you can build that brand, if you can get that website fixed, if you can fix a few problems, even in the middle of all these reschedules and all this craziness, I think you're going to start to see that 2022 is where the payoff is going to be awesome. And I think a lot of people are going to be like at the end of 2022, like basically my 2020 negatives got wiped out by how good 2022 went. And so definitely hang in there 2022 is going to be awesome and 2021 it's going to be great too there's going to obviously be issues who knows you know we don't control coronavirus or i mean wouldn't that be crazy if we did <laughs> the like, key is wedding videographers, wedding videographers. <laughs> um but no like we can't predict how that's going to turn out or nope. any of these different things but i'm just telling you I, I know it if you can hang in there and you're creative you're resilient folk out there um hang in there because i think it's gonna be a good year and i think you got that yep so let's wrap this thing up um guys i i do want to also mention um there's a thing going around you may have gotten an invite maybe not but we um are inviting people to join us on clubhouse this week we're gonna have a weekly clubhouse kind of essentially the way we're seeing this is a comment section of the podcast so uh, an interactive kind of comment section. a discussion a discussion so you can actually be a part and be a part of community mm -hmm. right and um ask questions in the future you know it's probably going to be both of us at first maybe one of us down the line and then also as we're having more guests on the podcast we want to invite them to actually come on as well and answer questions as well um so make sure you're joining we're actually going to talk this week uh i believe it's january 21st this thursday 1 p.m uh eastern standard time make sure you are uh, following me, Jared Hass, J-A-R-E-D-H-A-S, on Clubhouse. If you need an invite, why don't you just DM the channel on Facebook um, or on Instagram, the official Wedding Film School Instagram account, um, and we can send you an invite. I believe I have quite a few more. Jason mm -hmm. has a few as well. Uh, someone on the team will let you in. Uh, we want to just have a discussion. We want to invite you to contribute ask questions because Jason and I obviously don't have all the questions or the answers. Uh, and we really want to invite you to be a part. Yes, that is true. Yes. All uh, right. Hey, so listen up. This is the end of our episode. Okay. Hopefully you loved it. And if you did love it, we want you to follow. Um, we would love it if you can give us a review on any of the platforms you're on. And of course, head over to YouTube, check out all the other content on there and um, definitely subscribe. But you know what's even better than subscribing and it really helps us even more? Hitting that little bell that lets you know the alert bell that says, hey, here's a new upload because we really, really want to be able to get really good feedback of what's interesting to people. And it really helps us to know like, what are our subscribers into? So definitely head over there, do all that stuff. Thank you so much for checking out the Wedding Film School show, the first ever episode. There's a lot more to come. We cannot wait. Have an awesome day. Let me get right in my bag. Why you gonna try to get mad? Everybody wanna keep up. Don't you know I move too fast? I'ma zip, zip right past. Drip, drip all on my swag.